Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, I'll let your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. And I am Spike Lou on the same social sites. Holla at your boy out here in these social streets. Mm. Back out in these streets, man, I seen you going to the uh, United game. Who game? United game, man. Seeing you in a 20,000 strong waving the flags out here. Absolutely not. I will be in the movies this weekend, though, but not in the United game. I think that I'm coming. I I might have to go and check out that silent place, too, in the movies this weekend. Small theater (laughs) right up the street. I ain't going to go to the big dog shit, but I'm going to go right up the street and check that out. At Quiet Place, I'm in that motherfucker. They shucked me they ain't put that on HBO Max or something. They, they got to drop that on HBO Max, Netflix, Paramount, something. Nah, you can, nah that's, that's theater shit right there, though. That's they theater. trying to get everybody back out. I feel for it. They got me. Yeah, they I'm got me. It's cool. It's cool. Might as well go on to a Hawks playoff game now. Man, wait till you see them ticket prices, nigga. <laughs> I heard. Max season. I, I already heard. looked. They ain't even worth it. They ain't worth it at all. Hey, man, what is worth it is this episode. We got a fire episode coming up, man. We talk mulatto with the name change. We talk about which rappers getting their own TV show and which rappers should get a TV show. And then we jump in the time machine and revisit 2006. Fun fact, when we started our revisiting episodes, we only used to go back 20 years. Mm-hmm. So our 2016 episode only went back to 96 we didn't do an 06 version. So mm. we thought it'd be dope to go back and do a 15-year throwback to 06 this year. Hope y'all caught that math right there. But first things first, we have a new versus announcement. Yo boy, Shad Moss and DeAndre Way, aka Bow Wow and Soldier Boy, uh, will be up next month in the June versus battle. My question is Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy, the verses we needed that we didn't know we needed. Absolutely, man. These guys are entertainers. They've been doing it their whole life. We've been watching verses since we've been stuck in the quarantine. We know what this is about. It ain't just the songs that you roll out. It's all about the vibe you set. It's all about what you do when you're on that versus stage, a la Gucci, man, a la Jada Kiss, all of those people that made a name. Well, not made a name for themselves, but made a, a ruckus doing the verses. Soldier Boy is the perfect person for this. Shad Moss is the perfect person for this, again, because they've been entertainers their whole life and these are two as i put in the group chats of the best niggas at niggering that there has ever been soldier boy and bow wow the 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 level of admiration that these guys have for themselves not each other but for themselves it should play out on the screen beautifully i'm not necessarily here for the soldier boy bow wow music battle but the personality battle that are happening in this versus is going to be a one yeah, now nah, this is must see TV for all those same reasons. I can give a shit about the songs. Um, you know, they got to be fair, they both were teenage artists that do have that did have big records. Like I ain't gonna play them like that, but I'm not really interested in either one of the artists. However, they're two of the most delusional rappers of all time. Thanks. And for that reason, there's no way in hell I'm not watching this dude. Like, number one, I went to the, you know, way back in 2019 when people actually went to concerts and shit. I went to the So So Deaf show and you couldn't tell Bow Wow he wasn't the greatest rapper of all time. Like this nigga was on stage and I and, and like he was performing fucking reasonable doubt nigga or any or some classic shit. 
and he's doing fresh as I'm is, nigga. You can't tell him he wasn't doing a fucking five mic album. He thinks he's fucking amazing. Soldier Boy thinks that he literally created the internet and everything that's happened since then. So with that being said, with those two big personalities, this shit should be very interesting. I hope they put on a good show and don't do a lot of over talking or trying too hard. Don't do none of that. Just do you. Do what you normally do. And just it just give us viral moments because it's gonna be at least two or three. I'm here for the over talking. I'm here for the downplaying of each other that I know will happen. This is gonna be great interneting right here. And 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 it's like again, it's not for the songs. I ain't here for the soldier boy tell him and the bow wow thank yous. That ain't what we tuning in for. But I'm definitely tuning in. This is a clash of the titans when it comes to personalities. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. Big Draco, let's go. Now this 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 is gonna be funny. Uh, realistically, musically, a 10 for 10 probably would have been a little bit more palatable. Yeah. 20 deep for Soldier Boy and, and... Bow Wow got 20 songs. Hell no. <laughs> That's what Bow I'm Wayne saying. Got, yeah, Bow Wow ain't got 20 songs. He got 10. He might have 10, though. He might have, he 10. Might have 10 strong was counting features and everything, but Bow Wow ain't got 20. No. Nah. So it's going. we're going to hear some bullshit. And he definitely, he ain't got nothing for Soldier Boy hits. Like, if we talking about Soldier Boy hits, Bow Wow ain't got nothing for, yeah, like, Soldier like Boy. It's like three. That's a big three. If you ain't, you, you struggling to get to 20, nigga, three is big. That's <laughs> <laughs> a big deal, nigga. That's a fact. That's a fact. All right, moving on. We stretched that out as much as we could. Shout out Ooh. to Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. Uh, next, we got my guy, Kodak Black. He just released a new project over the weekend. A project so an astounding. Wait for it. 22,000 Kodak Black was outraged. He went to going at people on his social media. When I say people, I mean the record labels. I mean the streaming sites. He said it doesn't matter that he dropped with J. Cole. It doesn't matter that he dropped with a Nicki Minaj re-release. He usually puts 100,000 on the board when he drops and he thinks that there is something amiss. My question to you, is it over for Kodak Black? This is the beginning of the end of Kodak Black. Uh, The name of the project, because no one in here heard it or even is familiar with what it's called, it's called Haitian Boy Kodak. Um, Now, to be fair, I'm going to shoot him some bail first before I put the nail in his career coffin. It is only eight songs on the project. Mm -hmm. So in in this day and age of streaming where people dropping 20 pieces so they can get their streams up, they dropping deluxe editions with 25 records so they can get their streams up. Dropping eight, you're you're not gonna do a hundred thousand with eight songs unless you're Drake. Like it's just not gonna happen. Um, so I, I'll give him that. However, he's been acting strange ever since he's been he was pardoned uh, by Trump. A lot of people thought he was a clone <laughs> when he what came mean, out and was in the club. <laughs> what do you mean, acting strange? No, because for, he's been he's taken every opportunity to shout out Trump. Um, in, in, in strange ways, kind of similar to how Kanye was doing it, but Kodak doesn't have the resume that Kanye has, so it's like, it just, it, it just looks that much worse. And plus, he doesn't have any hit records, no bangers out right now. Like, Kodak used to keep a song out, you know what I mean? Like, he used to keep a couple of joints, the Lock Jaws and the, or a feature or something. And they, there's no records out right now that nobody's checking for for Kodak. So it, it, it's a mixture of it being a short project and the music not being good. I listen to it as trash. You know what I'm saying? It's just, bro, like, Dang. he can't blame the push, the the marketing, the climate. Yeah. 
drop, dropping on. And he said he was on the same caliber of Cole and Nikki, so he should do the same numbers. That let me know everything I need to know, bro. It's a wrap. His beef is he's not being promoted. He's not being put on the playlist. He's not being spotlight like the other artists. You said Cole, Nikki, and he feels like he's on that caliber. And that he may have had a beef before it, all of the prison stuff, before the, the allegations with the young lady, even though they've been dropped, I think, uh, before the pardon with Donald Trump. Like Kodak Black, like you said, he kept a banger. He made good music. And that's the thing that's lacking here. Ain't no lockjaw. It ain't no, um, ain't, there is no hit. Like there is no, what was it? What did, what did Cardi steal? Bodak. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever the name of his original song was, that ain't there anymore. And what Kodak Black thought he was going to be able to do, in my opinion, is just ride out the wave of the shenanigans, the jail stuff, the, the beef stuff that he's in every now and then, and think that people are going to continue to stick around. But it's a new age, man. Like, even from the time that he dropped and was doing those type of numbers, this is a brand new age that we live on. You got to put out quality product, bro. People ain't playing no more as far as oh i want to I'm, I'm following you because you're famous like it's still a, a facet of people that do that but you got to put out good quality shit because it's too much good quality shit out there and he just ain't doing that if you want to be on the same level as a Nicki minaj and nicole you want to sell a hundred thousand not only do you got to cut out all the shenanigans on the side you got to put out better music bro then you yeah. start talking to the labels and the other people about not promoting you but you first and foremost have to put out better music his heyday was 2017. He, he he was featured on the A Boogie with the hoodie. He had the Tunnel Vision joint that was big on the radio. His last joint in 2018 with Travis Scott with the Lazizi, where he had the little dance, the little shimmy. Okay, cool. Those that was cool. You were putting records that were shareable, that were you know big on social media. But bro, it ain't nothing on here though. I'm talking about it ain't, be, nothing. it ain't over though. I want to be clear. He's too talented for it to be over. Like, he's still going to have another wave. He can put out another hit. I just don't think he focused on the right shit right now. Like, Trump shit is real. That shit following you. Like, people ain't fucking with you because of that, man. Yeah. <laughs> he like, just, it look weird when he doubles and triples down. It looks weird. I, yeah, I, like, it, leave it alone. Like, that's, once that's all I'm saying. old enough to leave all of this shit alone, like, the going back and forth with niggas on the internet, the calling out the streaming sites, yeah. once he's old enough to leave that shit alone, he's talented enough to be back in the line. Like, he just ain't putting it. He ain't right now, though. He ain't How putting long have quality. we been saying that, though? I mean, he just got out of jail. Give him a year or two, man. Damn. <laughs> he, he a kid. How old is Kodak Black? Like, 25? Maybe. He may be no older than that. Yeah, he might be 25. He, got a, he, been a, he been a do damage. I still got faith in him. This is over right now. That no flocking is not walking through that studio. That no flocking Kodak is not walking through that studio door, guys. He got Sorry. another no flocking in him. I, I promise you he got another no flocking in him. A couple of them. And we'll see. Moving on to another young superstar from the South. Yo, girl, Big Lotto. You going to no, take my question? We're gonna oh, I thought I was reading that. No, right. sir. Well, go ahead. Let me get this. I was bodying that too, by the way. <laughs> This is my girl. She's growing on me. Big Lotto, Mulatto, a.k.a. Uh, Lotto, no longer Mulatto, made the name change official, dropped a record addressing the name change, saying, I didn't let y'all get to me. Y'all didn't pressure me. I did this because I was hard-headed when I first came out. I understand it's an issue now, so I'm being a bigger person, and I'm changing the name to Lotto. The internet said, dude, Lotto is just short for Mulatto, so it's really the same thing. So she's already catching flack for that. 
My question, and we talked about this before, did we think it was a big deal that she should change the name? My question now that the name has changed and it is still somewhat similar remnants of the original name, did she make the right move? Yes, she made the right move, but she made the move too late. Now it's all about the name. Like if you had just changed it, kept it moving, she puts out, like we were just talking about with Kodak Black, her music is good enough. Like her presence is good enough right now where she can make that little bitty change, keep it moving, not be a focus on it, and that be done with it. Like putting the press statements out, having going back and forth with people on the internet about, oh, what it really does mean. People writing think pieces about the old name, like, bro, <laughs> just that this shouldn't be a focus. It's becoming more of a focus on her career than it should be. And that's slowing her down as opposed to when you Googling mulatto and you seeing her hits, you seeing all this bullshit about her name. So she probably was hard headed in the beginning. Like she said, now she's making much ado about it and it's just not shining the light on what should be shined on. And that's her music. Yeah, I agree. And listen, we know the rumors where she's going to change it to big lotto. Now it's just lotto. Look, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I think she made the right move doing it. She's still very young, bro. She's 20, she's 22 years old. She was born in 1998. <laughs> I remember 1998 vividly. You were like 20 very, years old then. <laughs> I was a young buck then, very young. Um, but no, no, like she's still very young. She's still kind of getting how this rap game works. And she pretty much, she sat out. She's been low key these last couple of months. You haven't really heard much from Lotto these last couple of months. So I think she's been plotting this return. I thought the record was fire, though. Like, um, I listened to it. I checked it out. She was ripping that shit. She can really rap, though. Uh, you know, she, she, she chooses to go the sex kitten route because sex sells and she's attractive, so I get it. But she can, she can really rap when it comes down to it. But you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. People complain. And people was in the comments like, oh, but that's still – if somebody asks you what it means, you're going to have to say it's short for mulatto. And so it's still uh. – so I don't know what they were expecting her to do, change her name to what, fucking Jane Doe? Like, I don't what, – what were you thinking she was going to do, bro? So people just got to relax a little bit. And I, and I think she made the right play. And hopefully it's behind it because I know she's tired of that shit. You don't think she could have did a full name change? Like did a whole marketing thing behind the change. That's hard to do, man. Completely different. That's hard to do, dude. You don't see that too often. Uh, G Herbo, when he changed his name from Lil Herb, that's about it. Prince. Prince (laughs) did it. (laughs) Prince definitely did it. Rose tried. Rick Ross tried to. All you got to do is keep saying it in your ad libs. That's true. She says Big Lotto on her ad libs. I think she could have changed the Big Lotto just by doing the ad lib thing and never put anything out about it and just kept it smoking okay yeah ross ross definitely was getting ready to change this shit to rose that's a fact (laughs) and he did it flaw he almost did it flawlessly yeah that would have went he would have transitioned right into rose and nigga could have taught her a class on that shit like (laughs) niggas hey you want to change your name here you go all right coming up though i i I believe in her i think she's talented as hell bro like for real i think she got it you're out on Mulatto, but you're in on Kodak. But I mean, excuse me, you're out on Kodak Black, but in on Mulatto. How's that possible? Correction, I'm way out on Kodak Black, and I'm way in in Mulatto. Uh, a pause. But I'm guess that is a pause. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
I, I I'm in on both. I think both of them gonna have long, strong, lustrous careers. Fair enough. Moving on to the last quick hit of the segment before we revisit 2006. Your man, Lil John, gets a brand new HGTV show. Mm. I had a question for you based off that. What rapper deserves, needs their own show, and what type of show would it be? First of all, I'm here for damn near anything on HGTV, so I will be checking out this LeJohn. HGTV fired. <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever he got cracking, I'm at least check it out to see what it's hitting on because he's actually entertaining in the TV realm. He bodied um, Celebrity Apprentice back in the day, if y'all remember that. He did a real good job on that. Um, uh, what rapper? Several rappers need their own show. Uh, mm. The question is, what type of show would it be? And so you take somebody like Event Stables or Cameron, who are entertaining personalities. I think you give Cameron something where he's doing like odd jobs or something of that nature, or, and that should be dumb funny, or he's going to like, I think Cam in different countries, like traveling would be hella funny, like in odd ass situations like that. Like that would be really funny. I need Cam or Vince Staples in some type of TV show, not together, I'm saying on a separate tip, because they're entertaining as shit to me. And hella rappers have done this. You know, Action Bronson got some cooking shit. Uh, look, oh, that's um, delicious. Yeah, fucks that's delicious. Ludacris has a cooking show. It's no way. Yeah, tough. It's on Discovery Plus. Yes, mm. I have a subscription to Discovery Plus. Yeah, I got that too for, yeah, for the was... Undercover Billionaire and the HGTV and the Food Network. All, all of that. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. Um, mine would be similar. I guess we were thinking the same thing here with the cooking thing. But I think I, I can't even remember the white girl name that does this, but I would love to see a rap version of it. And it's like she can't cook. So she has these top chefs come in and they like cook a meal with her. They show her how to cook and shit. I feel like if Rick Ross did that, like just Ooh. Rick Ross is and how he, his whole, how he carries himself and how funny he is with the one-liners. He had different uh, top chefs come in and teach him how to cook different courses, have him like do the same meal that they do. I feel like that'll be absolute flames. Rick Ross is super funny and he has the right, like, build and, and persona to be on a cooking show, especially where he's trying to cook. So I feel like we teach Rick Ross how to cook or chefs teach Rick Ross how to cook, whatever you want to call it would be absolute flames. HGTV, get at me. Yeah, because he going to, listen, he, he going to sauce it up. He going to make it extra dramatic. <laughs> what? Nah, Can you he picture the slow-mo food pictures with Ross going over here? That's going to be uh, Add that lemon pepper on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, but what's crazy is that's Ludacris' cooking show. He can't cook. So oh really? Top shelves. I mean, uh -huh. top chefs in Atlanta, and they're showing them how to make the food and shit. Nice. So that's actually his concept. Hmm. It's ludicrous. just ludicrous. It's not Rick Ross, though. It's just not. So it's just not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's ludicrous. Luda kind of funny, funny, and uh, you know, he had funny I ain't seen hits. I have to see some of those uh, Furious Sevens. One of them that seen the preview for Furious Nine. It looks ridiculously outrageous and unbelievable so i'm not going to be checking it out but so you did tell me the, the furious nigga. yeah you did tell me the others were pretty good so i may look at them doing a quarantine watch yeah don't sleep on face it's inter it's mindless entertainment man like it's, mm. it's, but they are good though believe mm. it or not like the marvel movies mindless entertainment no nigga marvel movies are masterpieces no, no depth to that shit <laughs> <laughs> that shit is fucking amazing is what that is no way um, hey man, 2006, we're hopping in the time machine, guys. 15 years in the past. 2006, we got a little cheat sheet here of the a couple of debut albums that drop, a couple of A-list albums, 
and a couple of notable albums that came out. Um, real quick, too, don't forget, man, On Deck TV on Instagram. Let us know who, which rapper deserves a TV show because I want y'all opinion, man. Also, go to Facebook, too, in the rap chat. I know we're going to have some good suggestions in there, but let us know who or what rapper and what type of show you need to see them on. I need, I need answers to that. Um, but 2006, I feel like rap in 2006 was in a tricky place, though. Like, we're going to get to some of these drops, but to kind of spoil one of them, Nas dropped Hip Hop is Dead and had a lot of people actually believing and feeding into that. And so it was, this was right off the heels of ringtone rap, like auto-tune was, had, like shit was getting real tricky right through this gap right here, dude. People thought rap was on its last, like, they thought this was going to be the Y2K year for rap, dude. They thought it was mm. dead, like real shit. Do you remember in 06 kind of where you were even just looking at this list and seeing what was popping? First of all, Nas was hating. Uh, when he came out and he said that hip hop was dead, but yeah, I do remember. I, I, indirectly, it was a, a southern jab, not just the people like you know Jeezy and Rick Ross who were coming of age, the dope boy rap. That's what Nas was pointing at when he said hip hop is dead, and the ringtone stuff, like you said, it, the rap from the south was starting to expand. You didn't have to just be a lyricist to be a popular rapper at this point in time, and a lot of the lyricists that were popular rappers didn't know how to take that. I think if we look back now on it, it was a growth period for hip hop as far as just expanding the sound and getting to the huge place that we are now in 2021 uh then it was hip-hop was still at a place where people the traditionalists were looking at ringtone rap trap rap uh all of those things like what is this no rap is supposed to sound this way mm -hmm. and what the new generation said was no it can sound this way too because we're expressing ourselves the same way so i do remember kind of being at the same crossroads as a hip hop fan, like still having love for the Jay-Z, still having love for the, the old guard and the, the people where bars meant so much, but also loving the new shit, the, the Mike Jones and the Jeezy's and, and the Rocco's and the Rick Ross's before he became the Rick Ross's full of lyrics today that we know, like all of those people I feel like was a proper representation of the South at that time period. And I was loving it. Where'd you stand? Yeah, I'm not. No, listen, I, I thought hip hop was in an interesting place because even when you go back and look at this list, one classic, maybe mm. this year, maybe like it, it, it was a it was a tough spot because some artists were falling off like 50 was falling off. G unit was G unit was on this super duper last leg. Mm -hmm. you know, a was making his comeback. He had retired. If that was going now. There was there was no Kanye this year, you know what I'm saying? Like that, this Nas album was okay, you know. Like it, it was just, I don't know who the big Nelly was done, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just, Eminem had fallen off, like so Snoop was getting old, you know what I mean? Don't do that though. Don't act like you don't know who was running shit. Who was running shit? Wayne. It was mixtape era. This was mixtape. He didn't drop no. He didn't drop no solo joint this year. He dropped dedication. Solo. The dedication mixtape came out this year. I think dedication. Oh, okay, two. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like the music. best, the best art, uh, album that came out was a mixtape at dedication <laughs> two. That was the best piece of work that came out that year. This was when Wayne. To be to to put it in perspective, though, you're right about everything that you were saying, but it was just so lucrative in the mixtape field. Like Wayne hadn't made that full transition 
to the Wayne that we know now, right. like the, the fucking rock star. But from a, a rap standpoint, he was the best nigga doing it at this point because Jay was out the loop. Like, it wasn't nobody better than Lil Wayne in this period of time. I agree. And I and I, I ran that dedication too back this weekend, and it is so much heat on there. Like, I don't know when the last time you may have came across it, but, man, please revisit that. You're going to be right. like, God. And he was rapping his ass off, boy. Like a, he was like a Martian for real. <laughs> but let's get to some of these drops, man. There was some new schoolers. Um, I want to talk debut albums first. That kind of puts us in a uh, kind of paints a picture of who was on the come up at this time. 2006, you had DJ Khaled's first album. Listen, <laughs> Plies, <laughs> had a banger on. That's when he had Akon on every song or T Pain mm -hmm. on every big record. That was around that time. Um, Lupe Fiasco, Food and Liquor, which is damn near, that might be a classic. Yeah, I'm going to say, this has got to be the classic you're talking about. Because that shit is phenomenal. That shit sound good today, no bullshit. Facts. Lupe a beast, man. Yeah, that, that fire. You, like you said, Rick Ross, Port of Miami, he kicked the doors in. I know you're not the biggest fan of that album, but he gained a lot of fans with that project, though. Yeah, that song, that Every Day I'm Hustling song was perfect. Like he could have retired off that. Glad he didn't. Glad he did not. Happy to have the long career that Rick Ross had. But again, when this album came out, I was more of a Jeezy fan. And this was, and we can mm. talk about this later because I was reading articles about 2006. And this was a time where you, like, he sounded too much like Jeezy to like. Like, I thought he was just a Jeezy. Did he knockout. sound like Jeezy though? Or was yeah, he just he kind of in the same lane? It was like he was like a Jeezy knockoff back then. Like if you weren't familiar with Rick Ross and that was a, it wasn't and that agreed. It was from a perspective of not doing a lot of looking for him and just hearing him passing. Right. And hearing shit like, man, is that, is that, is that Jesus? I don't know. That's, Jesus, that's other dude. Stop. And I ain't saying that to knock him at all. This is just before I knew about it. Yeah. Um, it was a couple of other debut albums, young jock, new jock city. It I wasn't never checking for that though. But young jock was a, this this is one of the niggas when they were talking about why hip hop was dead. This is one of the niggas that Nas was talking. About. <laughs> he was one million percent talking about this nigga. He had a big that is going down was huge though. It, it was huge, but and again, this was what like niggas like Nas wasn't making is going down. Like they like me being the number one, one of the number one rappers in the game. I can't make a song like that, and that's the hottest song in the rap game. That's, that's that was mind boggling to niggas like Nas and. Nori and all of them niggas. Yeah, nah, Nas wasn't fucking with that. that, that, that he probably, his skin probably crawled whenever that shit got played, dude. <laughs> um, Pharrell, Pharrell's first album, In My Mind, was uh, dropped this year, too, which is actually a sleeper. That's a sleeper project. Is it? Yeah, I knew you was going to hate on it. I had a feeling you was going to hate on it. You a Pharrell fan, though. You like yeah, the nerd you know, Who album. is it? You like the nerd album. I'm saying in all you, like, one million percent entrenched in for real. The this ain't a banger for somebody like passerby. Yeah, but it, but it was good though because he would, he'd do the singing and rapping and shit. And so it was that's what made it fire though. And he had the big he had to hit with Gwen Stefani. That shit was hard too. Yeah, for um, real was still a little weird right here. And then Remy Ma's debut album. A lot of people forgot about that. A lot of people slept on that. She ended up getting locked up, so didn't really kind of promote this like she wanted to. Uh, but I know a lot. My guy loves that album for some reason. I was the like, Remy Ma album. Yeah, I was like, no way. Cool. Yeah, she loved that shit. 
Don't do Remy Ma any kind of way like she can't rap, though. No, no, I just can't picture Damn. your wife listening to Remy Ma's like first album. I just don't. I ain't know that existed. Anybody listening to Remy Ma's first album? <laughs> except, <laughs> except Fat Joe and Papoose. Like, uh, yeah, I see niggas, like, that's, that's where I seen the extent of that going. <laughs> no. <laughs> there were some A-listers that dropped, though, man. What were some of the big dogs? Some of the big dogs that dropped, man. As soon as I put the list up, you asked me this. A-listers, your man Jay-Z dropped his worst album of his career this year, Kingdom Come. Yeah, uh-huh. boy, that was his comeback album, too. That, that's what people got to understand. Okay, because we had this argument in the group chat all the time. Man, it's no, he's got albums worse than this. but Bro, this came off the heels of the Black album, which was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, nigga, you talking about you coming back? Nigga, we thinking he come back to win a ring, bro. Yeah, and you don't even blueprint. make the playoffs with this. Bro. We thought Blueprint was coming back out. And to be clear, to be very clear, saying this is Jay-Z's worst album is not a slight. Exactly. This is not a like, oh, this is trash. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying of the stellar albums that Jay-Z has, this is the worst one. This that's is the it. last place. That's, that's it. That's all. His 10th album may be better than some nigga's first album. I will admit that. Or For best sure. album. But it's still 10th on his list. And one of my favorites, uh, Jay-Z songs is on there. The, the one with John Legend. That places we Oh, were yeah. Going. That's that shit. Come on, man. Listen, yeah, nah, man. It's, some, it's some heat on there. That's what I'm saying. It's some heat on there. But if niggas sit here with a straight face and say they weren't let down when they first heard this, they're fucking yeah. lying. Yeah. You're lying. You want, Everybody you, in the world was let down. You didn't want the Budweiser song for that Jay-Z album during that time period. Like you just and, didn't, that weren't that wasn't what you were looking for during that time period for Jay-Z. You could go back now and listen to it yeah. and it sounds great to be Jay-Z, but in 2006 it wasn't what you wanted from Hope. And that was a business play and we and that was, he was early on yeah, it. It was a big dog out. Yeah, everything it makes all the sense in the world is just the worst Jay-Z album. That's, <laughs> that's, that's it. Jay-Z will tell you that. Facts. Uh next we had my man the snowman with the inspiration 102. Is that what this was? 102? Thug Inspiration 102, wasn't it? Thug Motivation. Mm. But, yeah, this was some mid, though. Thug Motivation was 101. And then he did Thug Thug Inspiration was 102. That did it. Now I got to look it up. I think. You you call yourself a Jeezy fan? This was was hard to to stay in the mix. His mixtapes during this time were way better than his album. But, yeah, 102. Thug motivation, 102 to inspiration. Inspiration, yeah, that's it. And this it's was cool, a, but he was smelling himself a little bit too much on here. Like he had stopped rhyming and shit. Like it was just, it was a little, he got a little too cocky. He went and got Timberland and went and got big dog produced. Like it was like, bro, chill out. Yeah, this wasn't a this wasn't a real cheesy album. But this it was cool. It wasn't, it wasn't small. A, yeah, it wasn't a Jeezy album though. The song with him and Tip Bang, and then I got money still right to this day. Now that's that's the that is that shit. Oh, we got Nas Hip Hop is Dead album. Was this the original? This was this was the nigga album? No. This wasn't it, the untitled album. Nah, he changed that? the nigga album to Untitled. Oh, okay. But this album was cool though. This this is um with him and Jay, Black Republican. Um, him and uh Kanye still dreaming, which is fire. Man, that is fire. <laughs> and the song with him and game too was dope as well. So th- this had some shit on there. It wasn't all that, but it got some shit. Uh, the next one that we have is my guy Clifford Harris with the biggest album of his career, number one movie the same week. Let's go, Tip. Yeah, T.I.'s King. You couldn't tell T.I. Sh- huh? huh? Go ahead. I was gonna say you couldn't tell T.I. shit when this came out with that single, with that movie, and and the album was tough, and the movie was fire. Like, you couldn't tell him nothing. 
this when niggas thought that T.I. was going to be Jay-Z. This is when they thought that Jay-Z, since he had retired and the kingdom come, what not, they thought T.I. was about to be the number one rapper in the game, and then he got locked up. Yeah. Look at this. this, this like, you, and you, you hate on this album for some strange... This, this is my least favorite T.I. album. Get the fuck out of here. Not that bullshit that I put out. <laughs> was it I mean, of, of the relevant T.I. Of the good T.I. albums. <laughs> that just like, I ain't, I ain't even counting, like, some of them, like, but like, of the good T.I. albums. And here's the reason why, because as we always say on here, I'm a T.I. fan since I'm Serious came out. Yo. This album, I felt like was a, um, this was them finally making T.I. Because around this time, you had to worry about your, your favorite artist selling out, quote unquote, is what they called it then. When they would switch up their style a little bit to be more commercial, to be more appealing. It doesn't happen a lot nowadays because you can be grimier and mainstream. That's more pop nowadays. But in this era, this time period, this was a transition that I was uneasy with as an original T.I. fan. Like the records were too big. I didn't feel like this fit T.I., the T.I. that I liked and love. But it's a great album, especially going back and listening to it. You're rapping his ass off. But it just, it's just, it's not to me, um, it ain't I'm serious. It ain't trap music. And it definitely ain't Urban Legend. Top back? Yeah. Front back with UGK? Yeah. Live in the sky, what you know, nigga. I ain't getting live in the sky. That live in the sky banging. Jamie Foxx body that and to, to appreciate Jamie Foxx body and that you gotta go back to the leak mixtape and listen to T.I. sang the hook. There is a version of that song out on the leak mixtape with T.I. sang in the, the Jamie Foxx part. And it ain't bad, but it ain't Jamie Foxx. That must have just been a reference track, dude. Did you hear? Have you heard? You remember? No, nah, I haven't. I'm not familiar. That was a jewel you just dropped. The leak, the leak is on um, it's on all streaming sites now. But go back and listen to the leak. That song is on there and TI is hanging the hook. Good life and hello on this album was stupid. I'm banging. I I I mean, of of course. I appreciate it a lot more now than I did then because I told you what the mindset was. I didn't want my favorite rapper to be the person that they was parading around as a pop artist at that point in time, which was what you had to worry about as a rap fan, then not so much now. So that was my gripe with it. Going back and listen to it now, what you know? Man, come yeah, on. Yeah, that shit. That was come an on. anthem, dog. I can't even lie. That was <laughs> a moment. On, uh, next, we got Snoop, that blue carpet treatment. No sleep okay. on this Snoop album right here, though. Don't sleep on this. It was, no, it was cool. I fuck with it. I fuck with this. This this is why I had uh, the the Akon. You were whining and grinding on that's top a, of that pole. That was that one. That's a, that was a hit. That's a top ten Snoop song. Stop, bro. Easy. That's a top ten Snoop song. I wanna love you. Yeah, that one. Like, absolutely. Mm. Uh, I don't know how you slid this game in here for a list for Doctor's Advocate. What was this game? Third album? Third or fourth? No, game was a game had left G Unit and he was standing on his own too. He was doing more than anybody else that tried to leave G Unit. So I can't do that. And he, he was, was still fucking with Dre, kind of sort of. Nobody really. else tried to leave G Unit. <laughs> I mean, we, we saw what happened. <laughs> We saw what happened when 50 cut the lights off, cut the water off on niggas. They, they fell off the planet when yeah. the game was still putting out solid music. And this is a solid album. It's solid. Listen, because the game was the most talented person in GU, including 50. <sighs> that's, you let 50 tell you. let 50 tell it. He responsible for half of that debut album, though. Okay, that's cool. But game's still putting out like <laughs> game's still putting out good music today. 
Nobody else in G-Unit can say that. <laughs> so he's clearly the best rapper and the best artist that was in the 50. And look, claim to fame, like, in 2005 is cool, bro, but Game put out a banging album within the last two years. My yeah, yeah, that's a fact. And uh, lastly, for A-list albums for 2006, we got the Lil Wayne and Birdman, Like Father, Like Son. Which is banging. Yes, this the last. Thinking. This the last Birdman sauce he was able to squeeze out. This this did it right here. This took everything he had. This That's was true. like this was, was his Kobe sixty point game, uh, torn ACL. Nigga. This, <laughs> this was it, dude. This was it for Birdman. This was Birdman last hoorah. It was a rap after anything this. Anything relevant on a song, dude? Yeah, it was a rap after this. Whoever was writing this, if it was Gilly. Hey, if it was Wayne, it was Juvie, whoever, like this was this this album is banging way better than you remember it being. I promise. Now this is banging. I fuck with this. Um, you, I like how you try to skip Ludacris release therapy. So, <laughs> so disrespectful. Dude. And I didn't even do that purposely. This is like the the universe. Now, you had it up there for hate list. That's why you had it up here for hate list. This this is the one that got War with God on it. It's the best song Ludacris ever did. <laughs> Easy. I gotta Easy ask Luda who he was talking about on there though. Ti. So stay off that? the TIP of my dick. Well, no, nah, that ain't on that song. No, um, who liked the song? Saying shut the fuck up. But what bring song was out. he talking about? Talking about bring them out, bring them out. Keep all of that talking that you're talking about. Either bring them out or shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Telling you, that's Ludacris' best song. That shit banging. Your time has come. Is that one? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said I can put three of your houses in my daughter room. That was his best bar. <laughs> nigga um, was couple notable albums that dropped. Outcast last project, man. Idle Wild soundtrack came out. This one nothing though. Nah, it wasn't. But starting notable albums list with Tupac and Outcast is nuts. Yeah, uh, rap, those are two of the biggest rap acts of all time, motherfucking. Yeah. They were their last project. Tupac's Pac's Life. That was his last album too. They should have been A-list, both of them. Even though they suck, they should have been A-list out. And and, and quite as kept, that Idlewild movie is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> that shit is trash. I never watched that in completion, nigga. I cut that off I, t- 15, 20 minutes in, easy. Yeah, no, I ain't seen the whole Because it's a musical, and I, I, ain't, I can't really do musicals like that. Uh, Did you do a hip-hop musical now? You think they could do that good? It won't, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the nigga at fucking Hamilton? Are you talking about some bullshit like that? No, I'm talking about a real hip hop music. <laughs> like, I ain't talking about this shit. Shout out to the Hamilton and all the people yeah, that made it. You and you good. Good. I think they could make that good. Like, what if they had real artists in there? Like, what if like the baby like, was in the, Nah, nah. What if it was like the baby and Meg the Stag had a, a full on script and everything? <laughs> like, but it was like a play. Like like Beyonce, the Carmen. Yeah, that's it. That was on Cameron. Cameron, what was the name of it? Carmen. Carmen. Hip hop yeah, opera or some shit. Yeah, that. Man, I ain't watch that bullshit either, though. I would look at that. I think mm, I'd check that skip. out. Uh, what else? Buster Rhymes' Big Bang album. This is the one that he, when he signed to Dre for one album. This had them beats, though. And I can't stand Buster Rhymes, but the production on here is amazing. I don't believe that. Shout out to Dr. Dre. I, I know I've never heard this album. It's the, the production's stupid though. Like with some good headphones on, this shit sound crazy, real talk. But he garbage though. Bust there's no, down. there's no setting that I'm listening to this album. <laughs> there's no setting in on earth that I'm listening to a Buster Rhymes, the, the Big Bang album. He's not doing it, bro. <laughs> Nothing. 
Cameron Killer season. It was over. This was this is when Jim Jones was taking over Dipset, and mm-hmm. it was like because Killer season wasn't where it needed to be. It was highly anticipated by people that were still fucking with Dipset, but this Hustlers Pony that came out the same year was far superior as far you as got music. Killer season fucked up. That Hustlers Pony is a damn near classic. That Get Em Daddy remix? I'm That's Bob the, Barker, yeah. Randy Savage, Bob Backlund. How bad he ripping that? Purple Haze is better than this, right? No, I, don't think so. I like this better than Purple Haze. And, and you like Killer Season better than Purple Haze? I do. That's nice. Because this got this got the Jay-Z diss song on it with uh with Max B. You gotta love it the way we get this. That shit was hard. Oh, that shit slaps today, nigga. It does. But the, it ain't, ain't better than like I don't know. What don't? Purple Haze ain't got nothing on it. Oh, I thought you said Hustler's poem. Yeah, no, Hustler's poem. poem is fire. That's a good. That's a good Jim Jones album. That's a classic Jim Jones album. That's a balling on there. Yeah, balling on there, dude. Jim Jones album. Top twenty hip hop song ever. What's that? Balling. That's what this. Oh, balling was on this. Balling was on Hustler's poem. Yeah. I wish. I wish. I wish I was cool with Jim Jones and I could ask him, "Hey, how much you make off balling right now?" I'm just just on some curious shit. Mm. I want to know. I'm just kidding, because that was a smash. Do you think he owned the... Did you listen to him? Did you listen to him on Earn Your Leisure? I didn't. Listen, that's a pretty good episode. I'm not sure if... I, I don't think he owns... You don't think he got his paperwork like... like not, not you know what, not, I'm talking about for that particular song because wow. of the, t- the point in time in his career. Now, it sounds like he, he owned his business shit A1, some of the stuff that he was talking about on Earn Your Leisure, but I'm not sure, like... That is, like you said, that is a smash. I think Max oh, B wrote that hook too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that was part of the beef that they they fell out about. Yeah. yeah. Um, Clips, Hell Half No Fury. I'm out on this. Really? Yeah, I'm not a big Clips fan. I wouldn't be like I, I'm. I'm not a big clip. I love Pusha T. I'm just that the beats never did it for me. I, I wouldn't that like was, they the were production too was too questionable on him. Yeah, it was questionable. Like that. Just didn't do it for me. Uh, Fat Joe, me, myself, and I. Oh yeah, uh, Joe. Hey, it was a it was just a good album. Fat Joe will gonna always give you a good album though. Like it's just a typical Fat Joe album. He's not gonna take many risks. Yeah, it shouldn't be noted on here, but I don't even know why we're talking about it. But it was, it was a typical uh, fly by night for that Joe album. I spoke yeah. about the downside or the 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 downslide of G Unit. Lloyd Banks' Rotten Apple came it was, out, and it was, it was all the way over by then. That was done, and Mob Deep's um, G-Unit album came out this year, too, Blood Money, which is also trash. Trash. Yeah, that's... Um, Mob Deep album isn't, though. Puff Daddy, Press Play. Press, press Play was banging, though. Man, get the fuck out. That press Play was banging. I'm telling you, go back and listen to that Press Play. Man, it was banging. Hell no. Is that the one where he on the front with the with the shades on and shit? Yes, like my Miami Vice? Yeah, commercial, dude. Banging. What? Banging. Bang! I don't know what's on there, bro. I ain't bullshitting you. I, I I think I do. Ain't that the one with um? What's the lead single on there? Uh, the lead single was "Come to Me." When he doing the auto tune shit on here? Oh, the last night. Yeah, that yeah, that right there with Keisha Cole. I thought that was on Dirty Money. That might have been on here. Uh, well, if I'm thinking about Dirty Money, then Dirty Money was banging. I, I, I thought that was this album, though. No, neither one of those were banging. And Dirty Money was banging. Yeah, Ain't that the one that had Ross on there when Ross was ripping it? Oh, Angels. That's Dirty yeah. Money. That's on banging, though. 
X. But last, this last night was on this press play. That's crazy. Um, it was Keisha Cole last year. I'm looking at a list right here, the top songs for 2006. Tell that? me what you think the number one song was. It wasn't balling? No. This is a boom bap list now oh, that I'm shit. looking at. What was uh, it? It has Lupe Fiasco and Jill Scott's Daydreaming. That's my shit right there, though. Number one song, though? Yeah, it's not number one song at all. That's just Nas and Chris said, Michelle, Can't Forget About You. That's banging, too. That, that game and Nas song, Why You Hate Me. That's banging, too. Um, T.I. is What You Know. Kick Push should be the number one song of this year. No, Ballin' should be the number one song of this year. Even though I fuck with Kick Push and it was big. That's a tie. However, That's a tie. Kick Push and Ballin' the tie. Kick Push is a classic. They're not playing that shit in the club, dude. Yeah, that's not the extent of hip-hop either. The club, nigga, it goes way beyond that. That's why it's a classic. That's why, like, you could Kick Push playing on that Jonah Hill Welcome to the 90s, Doc, or whatever the fuck show he did. That's what that Kick Push is playing on. That shit's a classic. Oh, shit. Hey, y'all need to run that Lupe back, though, real talk. That, that shit is fire. Oh, a couple of mixtapes, though, like you said, um... Wait, wait, we'll, real quick before you get to that. Okay. There was, a, I was reading allhiphop.com as far as reviewing 2006. A couple of trends that they wanted to see dying from 2006 going into 2007. You want to read these trends or you want to read those mixtapes first? Yeah, now go with the trends. What is All it? Right. The first one is drug dealer rap. Every simile and metaphor for pitching, serving, flying, weighing, bagging, block hugging has been used. They're veterans and we respect a sea of new jacks that have the hip hop saying, we don't believe you, we need more people. That's Damn. crazy. That was the first one that I seen. Next one was the minstrel rap, prepackaged dance, going to the um, snap rap and the ringtone stuff that you were talking about. Yep. Album links, leaks, excuse me. Albums used to leak. They Reference Lupe's album, that Jeezy album that leaked a long time before it came out, and Jay-Z's album. And here's the last one that I thought was interesting, the pre-album beef. Jeezy and Nas, Jim Jones and Jay-Z, the Clips and Lil Wayne. It seemed everybody wanted an opponent going into the first week sales. Mm. None of this has changed. Yeah, no. None of this has changed 15 years later. That's crazy. Everything you listed still occurs to this day. Actually, they're probably telling you to do more of it at the label now, as opposed to cut this shit out. That's crazy. Um, It's just only a couple of mixtapes, man. Wayne Dedication 2 was easily the top top mixtape for this year. music thing of this year. Man, uh, Fab, Loso's Way, Rise to Power. Uh, If I remember correctly, that was pretty good. I Don't ask me to remember specific songs, though, because it's been a long time. Uh, clips we got it for cheap volume two this kept the lights on for push a t when the mixtapes did that is and that's about it oh jeezy can't ban the snowman came out this year too with dj drama i was banging that intro was banging i'm back mr <laughs> magic city <laughs> yes that's when jeezy was in his bag he he didn't have to rhyme on that like you said he wasn't rhyming enough never heard it um we got wins and losses wins mm. and losses but first, tell us what y'all's uh, favorite album from 2006 was, man. Leave a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, number one, appreciate you. Uh, number two, leave a comment, man. Your favorite album from 2006. Uh, let's get to some wins and some losses. We got a W to your boy, Method Man. His, uh, his production company is putting out How High 3 coming soon. Good look for Method Man. Get, get some checks behind the board. I like it. 
Absolutely, man. I like what Method Man is maturing into in his hip hop career. He had been quiet for a while, but he back full effect. I like it. Are you going to check out How High 3? Absolutely not. Uh, I didn't know there was a How High 2. Yeah, with Lil Yachty and DC Young flying, it looked terrible. Oh, no. I don't even think I've seen How High 1. What? Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Only bits and pieces. You tripping with no map, nigga. How High 1 is funny. Well, <laughs> it was. I don't know if it hold up, but it was funny. Is that with Dave Chappelle and he had the powder? The pimp hand? Is that what that is? Nah, you thinking about, uh... I can't what remember. I can't remember if that was in there. Uh, I don't think, think Dave Chappelle was in How High. You talking about Half Baked? Half Baked, yeah. When he had the pimp hand where he put the powder in his hand, he was smacked. That sounds like a Chappelle skit, nigga. Nah, that was on a movie. I can't remember which one it was. Though. I don't know. We gave How High just a whole lot of time right there that it really didn't... Somebody is yelling at they they device right now like nigga that's this movie yeah that's a fact um we got another w to j cole uh his newest album hit number one to sixth in a row he currently holds that record until drake comes out in a couple of weeks and then he'll have the, <laughs> the most number ones in a row so shout out to j cole for this uh i don't know one month win that he's about to have shout out to him he put out that deluxe joint the same day drake do <laughs> and won't knock him off for it Put that deluxe joint out with the Drake feature the same day. These Cole uh, basketball highlights be so funny to me, though. Y'all hating on Cole, man. Any man he out there living his so dreams. So slow. Man. He out there living his dreams, man. Hey, did you see when the, the, the basketball player they asked the basketball player dude about him? He was like, man, he took somebody's spot. Come on. Who? <laughs> so, yes. Who? He, he was, he's he's he one of the best players in that league. The, the guy's spot he took? Oh, the guy that know. said that said he took somebody's spot. The guy well, that said fair. that. That's fair. Yeah. That's what he happens said, when you're popular, successful, and you do what you want to do, dude. Like, it's that's a trade-off, that though. The, the those games are getting percent. played on ESPN where they otherwise probably wouldn't. Right. So, I mean, J. Cole wants to play basketball. I don't, I don't get what the other guy's saying. Why don't you give up your spot for him then, buddy? He, he was saying that J. Cole was average and there's other people better than him that could have took his spot. Yeah, so he should give up his spot then. Why don't you give up your spot, my This dude? is his livelihood. He's saying J. Cole already has a job. Some See, he took somebody's spot where this is their job. And I, they weren't eating in the pandemic. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's tough luck, man. It's life, dude. I don't know. I don't know what that guy wants people to do. Like, I don't understand why. I don't understand. Like, you can uh, have a gripe with J. Cole all you want to. I mean, he's still doing it. Like, you put that. I don't think you put the onus of that on J. Cole. Like, if you want to get that political about it, then you talk to the team owners. You talk to the people who make the decisions of marketing and the people to make out. Like, you can't put that on J. Cole and be like, hey, bro, you took a nigga spot. Like, man, come on, bro. Like, these, like, if Jake Paul, we know they call J. Cole. They knew he was trying to get in the league, and they were like, well, shit, come over here and play with us and get us his pub. We don't know that J. Cole was looking for that spot. Like, get That's out true. Of here. So. That's true. Uh, we got an L to Joe Budden. Seems like these L's are stacking for old Budden. Uh, he reportedly lost about 600000 in endorsements from Cash App after his uh, accusation of sexual misconduct from his former – uh, employee, I guess, if you want to call her that. Very interesting, man. Big L, $600,000 L. Yeah, that's a big L when you're independent, man. I hope the best works out for Joe. He he handled this very well, in my opinion, on his latest podcast as far as the apology for it and the apology uh, about being a bad leader for the everything that transpired with his show. So I, I I think that was commendable to come out and do on that platform and not run from it or not try to just avoid it, but uh, meeting the head on it, doing. I think that was dope. 
I wonder what kind of deal he had with Cash App though. And Cash App well, giving six hundred thousand dollar a year deals—that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Early during the pandemic, he had a deal with them. Um, from his show, he was saying it was like a contest. It was like he was just sending people money that needed it during the pandemic and would do it through Cash App. So that was one way that he was promoting it. And then they would talk about it at the beginning of the show. So it was like a, whatever, what a sponsorship deal mm. for them to yeah. say, or mention it. They mentioned it before every show. Uh, so okay, okay, okay. All of that associated with the network. I guess Cash App was like, you know what? No. Wait, hold on. Joe Button has a show? That's crazy. I know that. Uh, last but not least, man, bonus W to Trader Truth. He won the Billboard Changemaker Award. It was dope to see Trader Truth getting some love on Billboard, man. Good looking. Absolutely, man. Anybody that knows, Trey knows he does his thing for the community in Houston. He's 10 toes down as far as uh, being hands-on and what he does. So it's nice to see Billboard recognizing that, man. That was really dope. He don't need to rap again, and that's even better. What? You don't need to rap. Like, come on, man. Try the truth is a legend, man. A legend. Musically? Just period. I don't try to throw <laughs> He's a legend. He's a Houston legend. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's a legend. I'm just talking about the records, though. We cool yeah, on the records. These niggas that love Trade the Truth, like down in that, what is it, the Gulf area, Louisiana, Monroe, Alabama, Texas, a little stretch through there. I ain't know that. Absolutely, man. It's like Baby Rapper. Shout out to you Trey remember Nate? You remember my homeboy Nate? I do. Trey the Truth was his favorite rapper. He it. was from Monroe, Louisiana. It was his favorite rapper. He would That's compare that nigga to anybody. <laughs> anybody. This was a big crit was out when I like we used to be real cool. The nigga was like, he better than crit. It's like, nigga, who? That's nuts. It was his favorite rapper. That's crazy. On Decker of the Week, man, we are going to YouTube. Shout out to Maurice Hunt. <clears throat> he left a comment on our um, episode that we did two weeks ago um with the um one album wonders he said because we asked give us some one album wonders that we left out mm -hmm. he said nwa lauren hill and 50 cent 50 cent wow actually i saw that a couple times actually people don't fuck with that massacre like that they said it was too commercial and too long that's nuts that massacre, massacre banging man. though y'all tripping like it's banging it just need to bang it need about Four less songs. <laughs> yeah, that Gatman and Robin and shit like that. You can just cut that out. And... I actually like that song, though. That's some slaw. Gatman. Trash bag. <laughs> but shout Trash. out to Maurice Hunt, man, for the comment, man. When y'all hop on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button and comment, man. Chat with us for real, for real. Absolutely. Rate, subscribe, like, and go to the Patreon and check everything out over there as well. What are you putting us on this week, sir? Man, I'm going straight to TV. You already know what it is. If you follow me on IG, you saw me post this in the stories. Make sure if you have HBO Max, nigga, if you don't have it, get the free trial, motherfucking run this goddamn mayor of Easttown. Run these seven episodes. Right now it's on episode six. You got time before the finale comes on Sunday. It's fire. If you are into that whodunit, night of undoing, Big Little Lies type vibe, then this is your shit. This is your scene right here. It's fire. Kate Winslet is body in this shit. And it's a very, very dope whodunit, in my opinion. Uh, I would check that out. I'm putting y'all on that for sure. Got to give it up to M Extra. He didn't want to throw this in the chat. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even check for it. That is a fact, because I seen the preview, and I was like, I'm not going to watch that. Exactly. Uh, but I watched it, uh, suggesting of M Extra. He two for two on the TV lately uh, with this startup. The startup. 
Yeah, he that that was good too. That's true. And this this is good. This is one of those shows, man. You watch it, you may go into it skeptical if somebody suggested it, and by the end of the episode, you're like, oh, okay, I'm locked in. This is all it take. The end of the first episode, you running all six of those before you know it. It's six hours later. So definitely check that that Mar of East Town out, man. That shit is great. I'm going to the podcast world for my suggestion, man. If you don't get to check out Drink Champs because every guest doesn't appeal to you and you see Trinidad James' name under the last episode, and you're like, I'm definitely not listening to that, reconsider. Mm. That is a good episode. Trinidad James got to shed a lot of light on his career and the stuff, any controversy around it. One of the most interesting conversations that I got from it, uh, he was talking about that gold all of my watch song and how T.I. and Jeezy hopped on there. Yep. And they just hopped on, you know, without getting with him anything. So he didn't pay for the verse or anything like that. And he said it was cool, but he said he really didn't ask for it. And when they came and shot the video, he was an independent artist. And when they wrote their thing for the video, they charged him either $25,000 apiece or $50,000 total for their wardrobe. Mm. And he said he was hot about that because T.I. had on Hustle Gang shit and Jeezy had on a Dickie outfit. <laughs> He said, so he was salty about that, but also he said he didn't pay them for their verses. Gotcha. So like, it's a really good, it's good perspective to listen to how he was thinking about it and then how he came to the conclusion about it. And it was really good as far as that perspective on it. Cause I had never even realized that he didn't pay them when they just hopped on it. But that was a time that people just hopped on songs and put it out on the mixtapes like we were talking about. So really good interview with Drink Chaps and Trinidad James. How my guy, Sam G, man, he put me on that the other day. TN Air Sam. Hey, funny, funny Trinidad James story when we got it here. <clears throat> we moved out here in 2010, and we went to go to the underground. It was, a, it was a shoe store in the underground. Well, actually, no, excuse me. It was a clothing store in the underground. He talked about I, this on there. Yeah, it was. Oh, he did. Yeah, it was a guy working in there. And the only reason I remember this, this was probably about 2011, is because he had on the Concord 11s that I had missed out on and he had them and they were dumb crispy and he had an Afro and had really weird looking clothes on. He was working there and shout out to my guy Plaza. He was in there trying to get some fitteds and we was talking to him, trying to find out when the fitteds was coming, excuse me, when the snapbacks was coming in Mm. and he was looking for a specific one. And next thing you know it, about a year later, this gold all on my, all on my wrist comes out and it's the same dude who was in there working who had on the Concords and the funny-ass outfit with the Afro. So I was tripping off that, and that's how it is in Atlanta, and that's why so many people are in the music industry and they work hard, because one day somebody could be working at the store that you just went to, and you can look up, and they're on BET, and shit is crazy. And I was like, oh, shit, that's dude from the store. Shit was wild, so me and Trump always trip off of that, man. But shout out to Trump James, I might check it out. And he he talked about working down there, too, and how he had, he said there was the perfect spot. And people in Atlanta are familiar with the spot, know uh, him explaining. He was like, there was a perfect spot for him to be in the culture. He's like, I had the school kids coming because, like, the HBCU was right there. I had the hood people coming from Peter Street. Mm -hmm. I had the business people coming from, like, all the downtown businesses in Atlanta. So I was tapped in with everybody. So that's Mm -hmm. the reason I dressed like this and and carried myself the way I did because I was just exposed to so many different types of people, and that's what helped me be the artist. It was was really good, man. I fuck with Trinidad James. 
I'm gonna check it out, man. Hey, make sure you guys go to youtube.com slash realville, man. Check out all of the podcasts that we have on the network. Go to patreon.com slash realville. It is the 28th year anniversary for Minister Society. And so uh, you guys hopped on and revisited Menace. That is going to be live when you hear this on Patreon. Make sure y'all go check that out. Shout out to M Extra, you, Sean Wash. It's Super dope episode. S. Wash. Get it right. No, my He's bad. S. Wash. My bad. I don't want to. Branding that. Yeah, he working on the branding and everything for that now. So we got to make sure we get that S. Wash right. But yeah, man, we had a good time reviewing that, man. It was really fun uh, tapping back into the uh, Minutes of Society, man. Some great questions were asked around that movie and seeing it at such an early age, man. I had a fun time with that. How that gas? I mean, how that uh, liquor store corner store scene hold up in twenty twenty one? Ooh, it's rough, man. It's <laughs> it's rough rewatching that, man. Cause I, I to give a little spoiler alert for the episode, man. When you watch, I seen that. I seen Menace to Society when I was eleven. I I went to the theater to see. It. Yep. And looking at it then, and remembering like how I remember Old Dog and the warning and the praise I gave him, and then looking at it now yeah. as an adult, nigga, crazy ass, ratchet ass kids. Like it's to- it's a totally different perspective, man. But we had a good conversation based around it, man. You guys check the Patreon. I, that was a fun one to do, and we're gonna have fun with the rest of like those type of movies. Now I do look forward to the the older perspective of looking at the boys in the hood, New Jack City. I think we may throw paid in full in there. That yep. made a strong next four for the movie review for you guys to see and start tapping in the Patreon on. Absolutely, man. Hit that link in the description, man, to subscribe to the Patreon. We appreciate it, man. Again, thank you for checking us out. Support the real, and we will see y'all next week, man. We out. Cheers.